I'm Polly. I'm a mom, a wife, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and founder of No Kegels University. I have helped thousands of women stop leaking, enjoy intimacy, and feel proud of their bodies, even after having kids. After years of listening to women wonder why no one talks about leaking, how they should properly recover after having a baby, and that pleasurable intimacy is possible, I started to get real frustrated because I believe that no mom or woman should struggle when there are answers. It became my mission to shed light on the lack of postpartum care and the lack of discussion on issues that relate to women and their health, even if they can be uncomfortable sometimes. It also became my mission to change the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more. Here we go. Episode 70, Why Kegels Will Never Work. This is a question I get asked all of the time. Polly, why don't you like kegels? What's so bad with kegels? I've done kegels before and they've seemed to work. Here is the honest truth. You probably could do kegels to reach some of your goals. But my guess is, is that over the long term, over the long haul of your life, the different experiences that might come your way, the different situations that come your way, I honestly believe that kegels will never work and they will never be enough. And the reason that I say that, I know it creates a lot of discomfort because your doctor has probably told you that you need to do kegels. And the fitness trainer who has her postpartum specialist um, certification probably is telling you, do kegels and we're going to do this. In fact, one of the girls that I follow for her weightlifting programs, she teaches you to do kegels. And I totally don't agree. Let me tell you why. First, I think that we need to understand what the pelvic floor is because that in itself is such a confusion and almost this mystical, I don't know, set of muscles. Oftentimes when you read about the pelvic floor, they'll talk about it, it's like a hammock. The muscles start in the front of the, pel the pelvis and they wrap to the, to the back of the pelvis or they'll call it the bottom of a bowl. But here is where that's wrong. Our pelvic floor is made up of over 12 different muscles, and those are broken up into three different layers. And I like to think of that as a doorway that leads to a hallway that leads to a living room. Now, let me ask you this. Is a hammock equivalent to a door frame that leads to a hallway that leads to a living room? That's a house. No, it's not. And so first and foremost, I think that you need to understand that the pelvic floor is a lot more complex than what you read about. And one of the big reasons is because most people are not in it. They're not aware of it. They're not studying it in depth. They're not treating it. They're not working on it. They have not helped thousands and thousands of women. And so this is where my frustration lies is that there's almost a lack of understanding of how complex just the structure, just the foundation, just the shapes are of these muscles. Then we get into the fact that these pelvic floor muscles, they help us control our bowel and our bladder. Meaning that if you are not pooping on accident or you're not peeing your pants, your pelvic floor is probably doing that part of its job appropriately. It also participates in intimacy. It helps with the orgasm because the orgasm is the strongest pelvic floor contraction that you can have. 
So if you don't have a strong pelvic floor, chances are your orgasm is going to suffer. The pelvic floor also helps create stability in the pelvis. And let me tell you about the pelvis. The pelvis is what transfers load. If your pelvis is out of whack and it's not functioning, i.e. if you have some muscle groups that are not doing what they're supposed to, your pelvis is not going to be functioning at its most effective and efficient way, or ways I should say. The pelvic floor also participates in giving the hip itself support and stability. It also, the pelvic floor also supports our organs. Now, if you haven't noticed, the list is going and it's going and it's going. Now, let's think about our bicep for a moment. What does our bicep do? It helps bend our elbow. It helps stay, some of the bicep muscles, they help stabilize your wrist and forearm. <laughs> it's not helping with bodily functions. It's not helping with one of the most major stability um, areas or regions like the pelvis. It's just right here. If we, if we look at any other muscle group, it's going to be very similar. The list of what the pelvic floor does, it's very long. So now we're gonna add that to our argument here or this debate or this discussion. Number one, the pelvic floor is a lot more complex than what we think. Everyone likes to explain it like a hammock, but really when we look at the muscles and the shape, it has more, it's more like a house. The second reason or why the pelvic floor is so much more complex than what we believe is that these muscles are doing so many more things than most of our other muscles in the body. And the third thing that I really want to emphasize here is that we, well, let me back up a little bit. We can take a look at all of these reasons, but I also think that the pelvic floor participates in, so this is the third reason, the most the most natural, one of the most natural things our body does, giving birth. The pelvic floor also assists with that. And while that technically could be part of my second reason, here's where I want to make a bigger stance. The pelvic floor, yes, helps allow birth to happen by lengthening and opening and stretching in ways that no one could even comprehend. Because what other muscle group in your body helps like go through this entire Olympic event, if you will, giving birth, and then should be able to snap right back. Other muscles need so much more when they go through such a, a big event like that. And then if we add in that we've torn or we've physiotomy with childbirth, that creates a whole host of other issues. And I bring that up because I think it's important to realize that giving birth itself is not what's wrecking your pelvic floor. Having leftover scar tissue that has never been addressed, that has never been talked about, that is where the issue lies. So now we have these muscles that are supposed to be doing this big old job, all these jobs and all these important things, but they can't because we forget, I say we, talking about the medical community, forget to reference, okay, well, this scar probably ought to be worked on if that happened during childbirth. Now, now that we have at least some foundation laid, I could go on about this for a lot longer and you would probably be bored out of your mind. So that being said, we're gonna stick with these three reasons. The pelvic floor is so much more complex than what you probably have been led to believe or what you've been taught or what you have seen on the internet. So 
Now that we know that, let's talk about strengthening. When you go to the gym or when you work out, do you do exercises that are easy? No. You know that you need to tax those muscles, you need to work those muscles hard enough that those muscles start to break down so they build back up stronger. I know you know that. Maybe you didn't know it in those particular terms, but you know you ha when you work out, you have to do something that's semi-taxing. Not that you have to sweat or necessarily be out of breath, but it needs to be taxing to your muscles. Because if you're just lifting one pound, um, like soup cans for bicep curls, or um, you know, taking those same soup cans and just doing shoulder presses, that's all fine and good. But I guess what my question would be is, well, what are your goals? If you're coming off a very significant injury or a very significant illness, then sure, maybe that's fine. But many of you that are listening are wanting your pelvic floor to be in better condition, to be in better health, to be in better shape. So if that's the case, right, we're wanting more, we're, we're not coming off of a bed rest situation, we're not coming off of a significant illness, even postpartum, right? Like many of us, we have to go back to taking care of kids. It's not like we're, we get to be on bed rest after having a baby. Not that that would be what I would recommend, but I think it's just important to keep that in mind. So if that's the case, we need to be doing, doing things that tax us or tax our muscles, I should say. Then let me ask you this question. If we weren't coming off of this illness, that we're wanting to get stronger, let's just say our legs, right? Like we want our legs to be stronger. We just have noticed that um, we're not as strong as we used to be, or, or even our arms, you pick. It's your body, you pick. And I said to you, as a physical therapist, I have my doctor in physical therapy, this, you know, this is how you're going to get stronger. Or even a personal trainer, if you wouldn't seek out because I know it's not, it's not pretty common to seek out a physical therapist to help you, you know, reach your fitness goals, but even a personal trainer, they would not tell you to, okay, we're, let's just say the shoulders. We're just going to squeeze our muscles and relax. And we're going to squeeze our muscles and relax. And you just do those, get to work hundreds a day. That should be plenty. You would probably wonder what in the world? Why are they telling me to squeeze and relax? Why are we not like actually moving my shoulder? Why are we not doing activities with my shoulder? Why are we not taking like a kettlebell or one of those big weighted ball, the slam balls and throwing those down? Why are we not really making this hard for my muscles so that I can be get, so that I can get them stronger? Why are we, why you would probably wonder why are they not having me do that? Would you continue working with them? Probably not. You probably would seek out somebody else that says, okay, listen, we're going to get some of those kettleballs and we're going to get some of those slam balls and we're going to get some weights and we're going to do some body work and maybe we'll throw some yoga in there. And so like, well, we're going to do all these things. You would say that makes so much sense. I feel like I can trust you with my goals of getting stronger that I, I know I sound so silly when I'm outlining it this way, but I'm, I'm, I'm outlining it this way for a reason. Here's why. So now let's think, okay, our pelvic floor, right? Our pelvic floor does all of these things that we talked about. It helps with orgasm. It helps with controlling our bowel and bladder because for many women, even men too, kiddos too, they sometimes struggle where their pelvic floor is not assisting them and they have fecal leakage or they are leaking poop or stool. 
and they're leaking urine or maybe their pelvis just feels super off after having a baby or it feels off after an ankle injury or hip whatever there could be so many reasons why the pelvic floor is a problem but you identify okay i'm pretty sure that i need to get my pelvic floor stronger so <laughs> when you seek someone out your brain is already um thinking okay well they know what they're doing with these muscles so we're just going to squeeze and relax because they're probably going to tell you that you need to do kegels or you need to do a kegel and then do a bridge or do a kegel and then do a pelvic tilt what in the world can you see where the incongruency can you see where all of this is not adding up so if you remember in the beginning we talked about how many things the pelvic floor did how complex it was all these things that many people in your life, in your sphere of influence, in the medical community, with personal trainers, etc., they probably are not understanding the full magnitude of what that pelvic floor is doing. But we also know that those same individuals recognize the magnitude of the different types of exercises, the different types of workouts, using weights, using lots of different modalities to get you stronger with these other health goals. But then we go back to this pelvic floor. Okay, it does all these things. Now we're just gonna have you squeeze and relax and squeeze and relax. But over here, in order to get to the goals, they're having you do slam balls, they're having you do kettlebells, they're having you do body weights, they're having you do plyometrics, they're having you do all these things. So if these personal trainers are having you do all of these things to help your muscles get, break them down, right? So you're taxing them enough so they break them down and come back stronger. But over here for the pelvic floor, we've already talked about how complex it is. Well, these muscle groups who are doing much less than the pelvic floor, they're getting more work, more taxing, more working, more load, more, 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 more. And the pelvic floor, we just squeeze and relax and squeeze and relax. Do you see where that doesn't equal? Listen, I'm not that great at math. And so I'd even thought about, I should explain this like in a math situation. No, I shouldn't because I'm not that great at math. But you can see, because you're probably better at math than I am, you can see that a set of muscles, the pelvic floor, who has a large and long list of functions, it's very complex, only gets squeezing and relaxing, squeezing and relaxing, something so basic, something that even when you're coming off of bed rest, most PTs don't give that to you. <laughs> like the squeezing and relaxing. They'll have, like they want you to actually start moving your joints and you know, trying to start doing functional activities. But here we have muscles, which they're important. I'm not trying to say the biceps awful. It doesn't have a role in the body. Yes, all of these muscles have a role in the body. They absolutely do. But where the issue comes into play has more to do with that these muscles, while, while they're very important, they're getting so much more than what the work and load and attention than the pelvic floor. Now, I suppose this kind of sounds like I'm saying there's some inequality here. I don't know if I would necessarily call it inequality. I think there's just a huge lack of understanding. And this is why I believe that kegels will not work for you, or if they are working for you now, it will not work for you long-term. And here's why. If the, these pelvic floor muscles help support your hip and your pelvis and all those other functions, orgasm and um, bowel and bladder control, yes, yes, those are fine and well and good. But I also think that sometimes we forget longevity right now. I think we're just so focused on the right now. And the way I like to teach 
pelvic floor strengthening. I teach it in four phases. And if you're interested, you can check out some of my other podcasts, some of my YouTube videos on, on Beyond the V TV. And I think it's just important to realize that there's a, there should be more that goes into your pelvic floor strengthening than just squeezing that pelvic floor and then adding another exercise in like a bridge. Number one, that's not actually how it works. Number two, again, that kale is not enough because again, a squeeze and a hold, like do you squeeze your bicep before you do a bicep curl? No, there's a lot of, again, inconsistencies with how there, a lot of the trainers and even physical therapists are teaching kegels or pelvic floor contractions. And my concern is, is that it's not, it, it might be serving you now, it may or may not be serving you in the future. And my goal when I started my own clinic um, and No Kegels University was that I was providing effective and efficient education for you so that you can stop leaking, have pain-free intimacy, and get that pre-baby body without doing Kegels. But as I have noticed myself aging a little bit that I'm kind of starting to think into the future. What is it going to be like when I'm 50? What's it going to be like when I'm 60? Some of these same exercises and these principles I will be doing but the approach is going to be different because my goals are going to be different when I'm 50, when I'm 60, when I'm 70. And kegels are probably not going to cut it for me then. And they're probably not gonna cut it for you either. Now, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this because I know it's such a controversial and polarizing stance that I'm taking, but I've been doing this for over 13 years and there's a reason there's a lot of women that have come my way because they've tried kegels and they haven't worked or they've tried kegels and they don't know what to do or they've done them and they have ended up with other problems even though it solved the one problem it ended up creating another because kegels they're it's a deeper topic than what we have time for today but i just want to thank you for at least taking the chance to expand your mindset on this and consider something different if you are interested in learning more about my method, I have a new training available and you can get it in the show notes below or you can go to beyondthevbypoly.com forward slash free. And that will walk you through my entire method of how to utilize my method, but also how to utilize my, that method for leaking, for diastasis, for pain with intimacy, for difficulty returning to exercise. I'm giving you a huge roadmap in there and I would love for you to have it. And if you are just confused or even if you're ready to take the next step, I'd love for you to fill out a your pelvic floor or course next step form and I will personally send you my recommendations for your next step. And that's me um, writing that email and responding to it. It's not automated. It's not a canned response. It's from me specifically. And with that, I want you to remember that you're an heiress and a queen and everything in between. See you in the next one. If you enjoyed this episode or even wondered if I can help you, check the show notes for more details. And to see what else I'm up to, follow me on the socials at Beyond the V period by Polly. Because I'm changing the conversation on women's health, the pelvic floor, and more, I still need your help. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend or two. See you next week.